This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Look, is there any chance? <laughs> no. Is there any chance that we might it might have just stopped recording and it's safe maybe. and you'll find a bit of it? Yeah, maybe. Classic we, Tofop, uh, guys. Yeah, you, we just wow. did half an hour. Excellent, yeah. excellent podcasting. A lot of going through the uh, podcast charts. Just <laughs> got a whole that. lot of new podcasts. Got onto a really in-depth conversation about the TV series Rhythm and Flow, which we will have to recreate another time. And then uh, I uh, looked down and like, realised we weren't recording. I mean, what I love is this new system basically has a giant red <laughs> button that says record that one of the two of us should have noticed within the half an hour of us talking. Ironically, in the episode we've just lost, mm. the first five minutes was talking about how great these roadcasters in and yeah like, but know, also but you how said, human error can get in the pro- way they're not idiot proof yeah so there I may be a chance is. maybe maybe it was no i don't think so because uh, i'm looking at the memory card and there is yeah. so much room there so it's not like they it's shut down there's okay. six hours on the memory card so all right you know what next week we'll talk we'll about rhythm and flow, flow. Yeah, because we'll forget everything we talked about oh absolutely. and it's good actually because now yeah. we've Got chance to research, and I can because we couldn't chance remember something. The rapper names. to research is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Next week I'll be like, and so Troy Man <laughs> didn't have to look it up at all. Uh, yes, we uh, give. You know what? We said in the episode actually, we did actually say spoilers for the Netflix series Rhythm and Flow. If you yeah. haven't seen it, so this is actually. You know what? Next week, turn a positive, a negative into a positive. Yeah. Fire festival style. Yeah, <laughs> do your homework. Uh, we are going to talk about the Netflix series uh, uh, Rhythm and Flow yeah. uh, in depth, in so much depth that people will not want to hear as much about Rhythm as Flow as we I mean, gonna... you've got two options. We can start a separate podcast, yeah. which is like where we go through every episode of Hustle and Flow. Oh, it's not, no, not a Hustle and Flow. Is I mean, it? Rhythm, Rhythm and Flow. And Flow. Hustle and Flow is, is the movie. The movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, you can listen to us do uh, an in depth episode. Next episode. series of Rhythm and Flow. Next series of Rhythm It would be Flow. great if we did a, like a. A recap, like you yeah, know how people do definitely. Westworld recaps, or I mean, look, just as a little teaser, two, two <laughs> white guys, because we were just... two, two white, two white Australian guys do an episode recap if of Rhythm were, and Flow. I mean, Gemma is not really a hip hop person, but she loved it. She loved it. It is that good a show that I think even if you're not really into hip hop, you don't know who any of the people are. It's just a excellently produced reality series, music reality series. It's the best produced music reality series I've ever seen in my life. It's kind of like a more mature version of an idol or something where they swear and smoke weed and stuff like that. But also travel to the various cities. You learn a little bit about the culture of the various cities and then it, you know, you you get to see them do what I love about the show. Anyway, save it for next week. Rhythm and flow. I mean, we were in the rhythm and flow. Oh, man. We really We light up. I I was tired and then we started talking about rhythm and flow and I was just suddenly full of... 
flawless real talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, prepare to light up again, Will, because yeah. we're going to get to some. Uh, we're going to get to some mail. We'll just we, do some. We we'll are do a mailbag. So backlogged okay. with mail. We especially need to get some through some Patreon. So that's all. A few regular team mails, and then we'll get to our backlog okay. Patreon. Okay. So this is from Kayla. Uh, subject is biohackers and grinders. You remember we talked about that a little while ago? I do not remember anything <laughs> we ever talk about on this podcast, Charlie. Hey, fellas. I'm doing my PhD on the topic of devices that go inside the body for non-medical purposes, oh. which is exactly what we talked about in that episode. I know, but like non-medical purposes, I'm just like, like he's going to be a doctor, PhD, but not... She. Oh, sorry, she. Yes, of course, Kayla. Women, Women can, can be, be doctors, doctors too, <laughs> Charlie. And we know that because we are Australia's <laughs> number, number one medical, medical podcast. podcast actually, <laughs> listened to by medical professionals, not a medical podcast. Uh, devices go inside the body for non-medical purposes like RFID and the yeah. NFC microchips and magnets. I just listened to the yes. episode where you were talking about biohackers and I thought I'd clear some things up Great. for you. Why do people put magnets in their bodies? Magnets vibrate when they come into electromagnetic fields. Mm. They're not implanting these fields. When the magnets are near nerve endings, i.e. the fingertips, they can feel these fields. Okay. Mostly this is add an extra sense, not really practical, except for a few electricians who can detect if a wire is live or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make you feel like, I don't know, you were an empath, you know, in movies are always like, mm, I feel mm. fear. Or a poor man's Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to it's move like a set of keys. Uh, why Join would- me. Why would someone put a Johnson case? Just with a single paper clip. <laughs> you shall kneel. <laughs> why would someone put a microchip in their body? Yes, why? The microchip can be used for access, cars, mm-hmm. offices, houses, and yes. authentic- authentication, mm-hmm. phones and laptops, and to share small amounts of information. Yes. The microchip is passive, no battery, no power, no GPS, no tracking. Mm. And this sure, is no tracking. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want us to believe. Yeah, I'm going to get my Huawei yeah. microchip put in. I'm sure yeah, it's yeah. fine. Get your, get your chip in. Everything's fine. Won't track you at all. No way they can possibly track you using a chip. And it's the size of a grain of rice. Mm. So all these people have done is get a device less invasive than the piercings mm. so that they can't forget these things. It's really not a big deal, guys. Kayla, are you actually yeah. from like the People's Republic of China? Yeah. Also, of course it's a big deal. If you're using it to open your bank account or open your car or whatever, at some stage when somebody wants to steal your car, they're going to chop off your finger and use your finger. No one's making them get these devices and no one wants to microchip someone else. Just like you can't... Yet. I think you'll find the important word in that sentence is yet. Because what happens in all these cases, it's like surveillance in society or it's like the idea that... You know, recently it was argued by the Australian, by because now they're using facial recognition technology all the time, and it was argued the fact that we have volunteered for this because if you've got yourself a passport or a driver's license, you've already said you can use facial recognition in that, so now we can use it in the broader society. No, we didn't. That's not what we signed up to. The only way you can get a license is to submit to that. So you're saying if I don't want facial recognition used to me in society, I can't have a license for a car. That's a ridiculous fucking argument. And it's always people who volunteer first that are the people that come before the fact that uh, everybody's got it now. So the first crack in the damn wall. So firstly, Kayla, yet (laughs) is the sentence that you, the word you have not put in that sentence. Just like you can't track your cat with their microchip if they're lost, these microchips can't track either. Even if the government did enforce microchipping for whatever reason, and they, well, for whatever reason, they couldn't look at a map and pinpoint where you are or control you. But they just put something else in you. Yeah. You think that, mate, people are paranoid enough about vaccines. 
Do you reckon once we're getting microchips implanted in us that there won't be a way to track us using those microchips? If they wanted to track citizens, they'd do something like China, facial recognition, mm. gate analysis. They, they are doing that. Using cameras. Yeah, we are, are doing that in Australia. Literally the example I just used a minute ago. Visionary, question mark. Most people using these devices are just doing it for convenience-based purposes. Mm. Yes, not arguing that. Only a minority actually identify as grinders or biohackers. It sounds like, like the Kayla's from a biohacker yeah. advocacy group. Yeah, it's like they're not all, they're not all weirdos. They're they don't not, all try to fuck their blenders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blender hands. Make yeah. us a drink. <laughs> Many of the labels, visionary included, are placed on these people from the outside by overzealous journalists. If these people are cyborgs, then so is a cat who has a very similar microchip. Mm. Except the cat didn't ask for it to be in there in the first place. That's, that's yeah. a major You want to become society, the government's pet? Yeah, exactly. Do we, do we really want to be, uh, you know, like have microchips inserted into us like cats do? The cats don't ask for the microchips. It's not like the cats come up to you and go, I would like to get microchipped. We enforce that upon them. Daniel the Wrestler's written in again. Oh, great. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, Will and Charlie. As a medical doctor, I just wanted to let you know... Uh, uh, as a medical doctor, I just want to let you know that. What's he, what's he what? referring to? Hi, Will and Charlie. As a medical doctor, I just want to let you know that. Ha! I'm not a doctor at all. Ah. I'm a vicious thumb wrestler. He's this is more of his, this this is more more of his, his calling, calling in him our out. Way. Sorry, yeah. He sucked us in by going, then, know, it, this is the rock style. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. Name? Yeah, what's your name? Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. So uh, what, what's your name? Daniel. It I, doesn't matter! <laughs> What I think you misunderstood. When I said I wanted you to call us out, yeah. I was expecting like like a video. I like this. I like this. But then I have to... I'm calling us out. I'm reading his call out of us being called what out. What's the ultimate call out? Getting the he's guy to call out your call out. Yeah, he's actually... Meta. He's made you his bitch because you're actually calling out your own call out. Bully yourself. Okay. Well, in that case, use yeah. better punctuation so I can set up your gag properly. Okay, all right? right. Hi, Will and Charlie. As a medical doctor, I just want to let you know that, and you should put an ellipsis here, yeah, okay. but you didn't. You put a full stop, so I stopped. Yeah. Ha! I'm not a doctor at all. I'm a vicious thumb wrestler in disguise, appealing to your sinful ego and pride. <laughs> yeah, he's got us there. That was a trick I picked up from reading The Art of War. Yeah, no. Nice. I can't wait for episode 300 Steve in Wars Perth. Steve Wars autobiography. <laughs> where you cowards will have no choice but to face your toughest challenger to date. I've been scouting for epic locations to hold our battle, but so far come up short. Maybe Charlie could lean on his contacts in film and TV that may be familiar with Perth. Just an idea. Do you think where that, would you want to wrestle? Do you think Perth? that your well these are thumb wrestles, let's remember. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the your cut is, low. is your thumb like you know how your fingers are short? Are short? Is your thumb short or yes. do you have a normal size thumb? Well, sh- well, it's, Okay, all right. I oh, know, it's definitely, it's way well, short. Oh, yeah, but it's not too bad, actually, considering, you know... What, yeah? Well, considering Cause, you, cause look, you're a horrible freak. Well, no, look what I'm saying. Like, my thumb... Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I feel like... My thumb's normal size. Your thumb's normal size and your fingers that are That makes short. me even weirder. Well, it makes your thumb more impressive to other thumbs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because your thumb is, like, finger-sized. I feel like my thumb would be, like... I don't know, like uh, 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 the Rey Mysterio, mm. like an undersized, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Ma- an undersized no one, main carter. Yeah, people see the rest of your fingers, or maybe you fool people by showing them your fingers. Yeah, yeah. and they don't. That's realize. my entourage. Yeah, you're like, look at this, and they're like, whoa, he's got tiny fingers. Like, he probably got a tiny thumb. And, and then, then my thumb comes. Then you whip it out. 
Um, I have adopted mm. a largely monk-like existence in preparation for our battle, living a life of hardship out the back of my mum's place. Okay, I'm like presently that. wearing nothing but a loincloth and have Ooh. forsaken all modern conveniences besides Tofop and my PlayStation, okay. which is purely a training device to improve my fast twitch muscle fibers oh, and reaction speed. And also to play Red Dead Redemption 2 and watch Netflix also yeah, on YouTube videos. Okay, sure. Don't bother to send me a sticker pack. I have nothing to stick them on out here. <laughs> Regards, Dan the Wrestler. I'm enjoying this correspondence <laughs> we're getting from Dan the Wrestler and I encourage it. Keep it up, Dan. All right. This is from Brett. Don't say my last name. Okay. Hey, Tofop. Seven degrees of chiropractic to Tofop, the Clawson route. Okay. Chiropractic, World Health Organization. Craig David. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a left turn. <laughs> Craig, Craig David... The, the musical artist? Yeah, I assume that Metal- after he saw a doctor, he was walking away, <laughs> feeling a lot better. Oh, so yeah, that's what walking away is about. Yeah. He went in not being able to walk. He went and saw a chiropractor and then he was walking away. But yeah. Had a bad back on Monday. Went to the chiropractor <laughs> on, on Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. <laughs> um, what's your flavor? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's on the Craig David song. What's your flavor? <laughs> the Jonathan Ross show. Okay. Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Blue Healers. Charlie Clawson. Tofop. You're welcome. Okay. It's pretty good. I'm wondering if you could have shortened that at any stage. Uh, let's see. So run me through it again. It Chiropractic was... World Health Organization. Yeah. Craig David. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Ross Show. Yeah. Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. Blue Healers, Charlie Clawson, Tofop. I'm wondering... And what about if like Hugh Jackman's had a bad back at some stage? He's probably been to the chiropractor. He could probably just go chiropractor to Hugh Jackman. I'm just wondering if I've worked mm. with anyone else mm. who would have done the Jonathan Ross Show. I probably would have worked with an actor yeah, that's done Jonathan Ross. So you could, Absolutely. you could cut out the Blue Healers. Just go from that. Oh, point. yeah. Oh, no, you would because you still need the show that we've worked on together. Yeah. Because that's what the Blue Healers thing. I don't okay. know. That's pretty good. All right. It's pretty good. Thanks, Brett. We didn't say your last name. No. This is from uh, Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Batman at gmail.com. So you want to send him an email? It's amazing you got that email. <laughs> I guess is. if you're the original Batman. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sequel. Everyone loves Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, Augustus Gloop doesn't. Or, uh, what's the other one? Who's the chick? Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard. Can you name the kids? Okay. Mike, T- Mike TV. Mike TV. Violet, Violet Beauregard. Beauregard. Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. There's another spoilt girl. Um, I want the world. I want the whole world. Isn't that Violet Beauregard? No, she's, no you're turning Violet, Violet. That's yeah, Violet Beauregard. But she's the one who wants a golden goose and she wants it now. No, it's Violet Beauregard. That, no, Violet Beauregard's one who's chewing gum. Oh, isn't there a band named after the other one? What do you get when your kid is a brat? Oh, what is her Being name? Being spoiled her like name's, a Siamese oh, cat. Oh, God. Blaming the kid is a lie and a shame. You know exactly who's to blame. The mother and the father. Um... Oh. All right, Wonka, how much for the... I, I want a Numpa Loompa. Yeah, I want a Golden Goose and I want What's it now. Name? She's a real spoiled brat. Yeah. Oh, there's people tearing their hair out right now saying... There's a band. That We're not allowed to look it up. All right, oh, this no. is pre-internet. Oh, God. Augustus Gloop, yeah. Mike TV, yeah. Violet Beauregard. And the most famous of all... The brat. Yeah. Oh, this is killing me. Because I actually know her name, but once you said Violet Beauregard, now that's the only one that's in my... Her name, there's a band named after yeah. her. Oh, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt, of course. <laughs> and, uh, there's a band named after her. Pearl Jam. 
The Killers. The what? Dave Matthews Band. Her name was the Dave Matthews Band. Were they all the kids? Or that's yeah, all Veruca Salt. That's all of them. Of course. They're all and nice. Charlie, of course. Charlie Bucket. Charlie Bucket. Because um, he used to shit in one. Yeah. <laughs> I think they probably did, actually, yeah, to be did. honest. Everyone loves Charlie and Chocolate Factory, but no one speaks about the sequel. Veruca Salt. That hurts me. For good reason. That's why the internet has ruined our brains. I yeah. used to, like, the fact that I could not name Veruca Salt there. One of the most like, famous children's But I love that band, and I love that character. Anyway. All right. Boys need to talk about this. Read the plot summary of Charlie. Of course, my favourite hip-hop act, Veruca Salt and Pepper. <laughs> glass <laughs> Elevator. I've read the great yeah. Glass Elevator as a kid. Charlie and the Great Glass Wonkavator. The story picks up where the previous book left off. Charlie and his family aboard the mm. Great Flying... <laughs> I just added great. Uh, ...are aboard the Flying Great Glass mm. Elevator. Yep. The elevator accidentally goes into orbit and Mr. That's right. Mm. And Mr. Wonka docks them at the Space Hotel USA. Hold on. How much what what was Roald Daly? I mean, he had PTSD and shit, right? Was he taking some kind of drugs? Roald um Dahl. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Um is a, a delicious meal, by the way, now that you're uh, <laughs> <only> a, a <laughs> vegan. A vegan. Roald Dahl is actually really delicious. But um he had a dark, fucked up... Like, some of his short stories are incredibly dark and mm. bizarre, like, in compelling. I read them all when I was a kid. I absolutely loved his... Tales of the Unexpected. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he had some shit going on. There's no doubt about Roald. Yeah. But you must have been taking some kind of drugs, You right? would hope so, right? Well, but what if what drugs do you think inspired Charlie and Chocolate Factory and now this? It's like psychedelics. Psychedelics, yeah. So in the 60s... Mushrooms. Acid. Acid. Would have been acid. Yeah. Wonka docks in the Space Hotel USA. Their, inception, the, their interception of the hotel is mistaken Mate, by approaching astronauts. What if there was a giant peach? <laughs> no, seriously, hear me out. <laughs> Sitting with Timothy Leary. He's like, no, seriously. There's this guy, James... <laughs> And listeners on Earth, including the President of the United States, as an act of space mm. piracy, and they are variously accused of being enemy agents, spies, and aliens. Mm. So it becomes an espionage-type mm. thriller. Shortly after their arrival, they discover that the hotel has been overrun by dangerous shape-changing alien monsters known mm. as the Venetius Knids. That's, That's right, right, the Venetius Remember Knids. the illustration. They would like they, The doors would open. They'd, they looked a bit like the, um, the heptopods from the arrival. I think that the Vinicius Canids are, are referenced well. in the yeah they support oh, no, the Veruca Salt, the, but I think the Balumpas were rescued from the from the Vinicius Canids. Yeah, exactly. The Canids cannot resist showing off and reveal themselves mm. by using the the five hotel elevators with one Canid in each of them and spelling yeah. out the word "scram," yeah. giving the group. Do you know who to they evacuate. are? The new Canids on the block. <laughs> Charlie suggests throwing the shuttle back to Earth, towing the shuttle. Why can I read? I don't know. My, uh, Cheer up, Charlie. Old. Charlie suggests <laughs> towing the shuttle back to Earth, and in the process, the Canids are incinerated on, by, in Earth's atmosphere. Mm. That seems mm. harsh. Yeah. Mr. Wonka releases the shuttle, and the elevator crashes down through the roof of the chocolate factory. I mean, when I was halfway through it, this is the problem with sequels, right? Yeah. Everything that was good about the yeah. first one, they've just tried to... Mate, keep it in the factory. They've tried to keep the elements, but they've just expanded, but it's and it's space. so much worse. And we get to meet the Venetius Canids. Explosions. Nobody wanted this, mate. Nobody wanted this. Back in the chocolate factory, three of Charlie's grandparents refused to leave their bed. Oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Wonka gives them a rejuvenation formula mm. called the Wonka-Vite. Yeah. They take much more than they need, subtracting 80 mm. years. I feel like Roald might have taken much more than he needed as well when he was coming up with the plot for this one. Two become babies... But 78-year-old grandpa, Grandma Georgia, Georgina, vanishes, having become minus two. Oh. So she, 
Oops. Abortion. Oops. Late stage abortion. Very early. No, actually, very early term abortion. <laughs> well, she was 78, though. Yeah. So very late becoming an early term. Yeah, but I was going to say, if it's two years before she was born, yeah. like, that's well before the moment of... <laughs> like, if people believe that life begins at conception, that's still fine. <laughs> It'd be great if, like, I don't know how it goes, but if she actually had to shoot back into her father's dick... <laughs> Like, the whole process is reversed. Roald Dahl describes it in eight pages. His publishers sitting there no. aghast. This is the one thing, if you want to make a sequel... Grandma Georgina, she shrinks sh- down to a sperm down. and flies back into the corpse of her father. It was fine. Yeah, oh, that's right, because he's dead. dead. <laughs> so not just into his dick, but like... Into the corpse. Into the corpse. Into his fetid scrotum. <laughs> Roll. <laughs> Have you been hanging vision. out with uh, Timothy, Timothy Leary again? again? Charlie and Mr. Wonka returned to Minus Land where they tracked down Grandma Georgina's spirit. Okay. <laughs> they journey through his, her father's balls. Yeah. Uh, she has no physical presence. Mr. Wonka sprays her with the opposite of Wonka mm. Vite. Vital Wonk. <laughs> it's really not trying. Roll. Roll's like, I need to finish this chapter Seriously. so I can just smoke some more peyote. Yeah. Mr. Wonka admits... This is what the final um, chapter of the Game of Thrones will be <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, totally. George R. R. Martin's like, and then they went to space, and then Tyrion went back into his dad's dead balls, and then... <laughs> Mr. Wonka admits that it's not an accurate way to age a person. No, no shit. No shit. But the spray is the only way to mm. dose the minuses. Upon leaving Minus Land, they discover that Grandma Georgina is now 358 years oh, old. Oh, no. Using cautious doses, Wonka, Vite, and Vita Wonk, the three grandparents are restored to the original ages. Why not take them down to like 25? I was going to say. Like if you can actually, you know. Yeah. I mean, come on. They're infirm. They can barely get out of bed. That's right. Finally, the President of the United States invites a family, Mr. Wonka, to the White House to thank them for their space rescue. What a crock of shit that book is. No wonder they've never made that into a movie sequel. I've read that and I can't remember any of that. All right, let's get to some Patreon messages. We'll try okay. and get through a few of these because we are way behind on these. Tanya writes in, Hi, Charlie and Will. I've been listening back to old faux fops after making my way through all the toe fops and a reference to when Charlie, who had been friends with Will for many years, actually realized that he was famous at an Eminem concert. I'm a bit of a Will fangirl myself. There are a number of people in my workplace that, if ever Will went missing, would finger me in a heartbeat. Mm. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> this is good to know. <laughs> what, to and we've got to address to take your way, mind so. off it. <laughs> okay, so fingering yeah. probably wasn't the right word to use there. Good, because I made a little joke about it. She, she's right on brand for me. She does know me. She knew that I would not be able to mm, resist resist the finger in me in the heartbeat reference. But if we can move past it, by the way, if you're fingering someone in the heartbeat, you've gone <laughs> a little bit too far. We've got a hypothetical. I've got a hypothetical yep. okay, for great. you. If the roles were reversed, yes. if it was Will exclaiming that Charlie was an actual celebrity, mm. what would be the role act not- notoriety that Charlie would have performed to garner Will's admiration? Mm. This could be something that happened back when you first met, or something that Charlie could do today. Thanks for all the great content. Love you, boys. Keep up the good work and get her address. Okay, so. If the roles were reversed, yeah. if it was Will exclaiming that Charlie was an actual celebrity, what would the, the role... What would it be yeah. that has made me... Like, well, have we well, been out together where I've been recognised? Oh, you, Yes. I was about to tell a story that okay. I realised I couldn't tell on the podcast. No, sorry. I had, Can you? No. No. Not at all. all right. No. Well... Uh, I, I, yeah, can I bleep it? I'll, I'll tell it in a way that okay. you can, it'll be okay. All right. There was one night uh, that we were at a nightclub in Byron Bay and um, the young people 
weren't being particularly friendly to you because they thought you were a cop because <laughs> yeah because you played a cop, cop on, on TV, TV. Yeah. and in their brains they thought they I was just a were like this there's something about this guy that was like and so every time we tried to talk to some young person at the bar they were like no thanks you cop. smell like bacon you, under, you undercover cop so yeah that was definitely that was for me. A recognition of like all these young kids have grown up watching Blue Heelers and they can't quite in their head reconcile the fact that one of the cops from Blue Heelers well, is undercover in this bar. I was famous to a point. Yeah. I wasn't famous famous enough and then go, Oh, that's Charlie Clawson. It's no. like I recognise that yeah. guy, but and he I don't smells know. like a cop. Yeah, he smells like bacon. I don't know what it is about him, but I reckon he's a cop. Uh, this is from Amy. Hey, Tofop. Been really enjoying the new Epps boys. Mm. The county deep dive was heaps of fun, and I wanted to share my favourite bit of Reeves trivia. Okay. He negotiated for a huge chunk of his earnings from the Matrix to go to the visual effects team, mm. saying they were the true heroes of the movie. What a guy. I also heard that he did that with a stunt team. Maybe, maybe I've heard wrong. Maybe it was the visual effects guys. But I had heard that he'd given him a chunk of his paycheck or something. Well, I mean, he did get, like, that guy who does his stunts to... I direct directed, John Wick, so <laughs> he's, he's, throwing, he's throwing everyone a bone. <laughs> We're square. Yeah. I've also been dying to ask you guys if you watch the final seasons of Daredevil and the Americans. I know timely questions, right? But I feel like that's on brand. And if so, what are your thoughts? Um, and then there's another question. So let's get to Daredevil first. I, I got bored. I watched the first half of season two of Daredevil and, and can barely remember what happened. And then I didn't watch any more. I watched, didn't watch any Defenders. Or I watched it all. It came good. Did it? Yeah, I thought the last series was good again. Is it worth skipping the second to get to the third? Yep. Okay, I might yeah, do absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, not as good as the first season. First but season's great. The first season's great. Third season's not as good as the first. But, but it's still pretty good. So it's a good. bit of an, would you say it's an Indiana Jones? Yeah. Well, not Cannon Crystal Skull. No. Indiana Jones trilogy. So it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And um, I enjoyed... Uh, Americans Iron Fist Series 2 as well Oh my god Series 1 is terrible Series 2 is actually not bad So that's it If you're going to skip If you're going to do that thing Where you just skip something And go to it Iron Fist Series 2 You don't need to have really seen Iron Fist Series 1 In fact If anything Iron Fist Series 1 Will put you off Ever watching Iron Fist Series 2 And I don't think Series 2 is It's not like you need to get Your your bearings in Season 1 You can go straight to Season 2 You'll never watch Season 2 If you try to watch Season (laughs) 1 is my okay. advice. It's like series one of the American Office. Right. Skip it. Yeah. Series one of Parks and Rec. Skip it. Right. If later you want to go back out of curiosity, the first 50 episodes of Tofop. <laughs> skip, skip it. <laughs> once, you, once you like the show, go back and listen to the old episodes, both with Tofop, Parks and Rec, the US Office, Iron Fist. But the, the first series won't get you to love it. The Americans I haven't finished. So right. it's... One of those shows that you need to be concentrate. What, be concentrating yeah. on. So it's hard to watch when you're doing anything else. And the one that I've been watching recently of those sort of shows has been Succession. Oh, just finished it. I love it. It's one of my like. How all right? I mean, have we got time to go to a Succession? Or will we fuck well, up we won't go and into flow? it. But, we'll, but how great is it? Have you yeah. finished it? I haven't finished it. Oh. No, I'm into the second series. Can but. you finish it before next week? And we'll do a succession. Yeah, because it actually tails into Rhythm and Flow. There is a scene in it, which I think is one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a TV show. And it's related to Rhythm and Flow. So watch it because I think there's a lot to talk about. I, 
I'll leave okay. it there. All right, great. We'll see how much you can watch a succession. See if you can yep. binge it by next week. Oh, it, no, I can. Okay. I, I watched all of the first series last week, so okay, I'm yeah. sure, sure I can watch all it, of the second series Because it does dovetail. Week. I mean, you won't, you'll understand when you see, yeah. when you see the episode. Okay. Uh, did either of you also, did either of you see Rocket Man? As a huge musical fan, I just loved it. Thanks for all the last fillers. A plus, keep it up. Um, Rocket Man did see it. Um, I'll say this. I liked it more than Bohemian Rhapsody. Um... But having said that, I can't remember anything about it. Elton John's sad and fat and does drugs. And I was very disappointed it wasn't about um, uh, former Sydney Swans coach Rodney Rockadade. I was uh, upset it wasn't about Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen it? I uh, have not seen it. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, have you seen the most recent series of South Park? No, no. Oh, fuck, man. Is like, it good? I know I say this all the time. Like, but that show gets better every series and their episode about China, like it's, so it's the one that caused all the controversy, got banned, the uh, apologies to China, blah, 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 is some of, like you, just one of those shows that you watch where every 30 seconds you have to turn to the person next to you and go, they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like they, that is the most consistently satirical, entertaining, high-quality program on fucking yeah. television. And they've never compromised. Like, even when you watch, like, The Simpsons, what you, what, what's, people say Simpsons season eight is probably where yeah. the dip happens. But you can't say that about South Park. I, I actually think that South Park sort of has gone from strength to strength. Strength to strength. But we went on a deep dive with some old episodes the other day when we ran out of the new series. And you forget sometimes just how great the old ones were as well. That's, amazing. It's an amazing show. Yeah. And anyway. I, many times well, I think the only the only difference and this is not a criticism at all but the mod the new episodes the, there tends to be more of an arc mm. a season arc like you can dip into the old ones because they're self-contained yeah. whereas I find that because uh, I'll occasionally just randomly drop into a, one of the newer ones and it's yeah. like oh there's actually an overarching story here that I'm not understanding because yeah. I'm one well, season this whole new I only just started the new season a couple of weeks ago yeah. two episodes in so this whole new um, season is Integrity uh, Farms like so the whole even the openers all said it you up? You wouldn't be up to Tegrity Farms yet. No. Uh, Randy ends up growing weed, <laughs> and like has this business called Tegrity Farms because it has Tegrity. You know Tegrity. <laughs> anyway, but the whole anyway, I won't spoil it. All, right. All I'm saying is breaking news, South guys. South Succession. Park, great show. <laughs> Marius writes in, "Hey fellows, uh, the other day while watching a movie 43 on Netflix, I was curious if you've ever discussed the series the of short comedies. Hang on one sec. Hang on, you might want to." Yep. Oh. Okay, we 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 we've only we just had a little interruption. Yep. Well, your wife and baby, my wife in. and child visit. Yeah, exactly. So which, that was lovely, but um, now we've got to hear from Marius. Mm. Hey, fellows. The other day, while watching movie forty three on Netflix, I was curious curious if you've ever discussed this series of short comedies anthology since the tour since two of the stories are somewhat related to tofop this is that comedy film do you remember this it bombed massively i remember of, it coming out hugh jackman i don't had think balls on his face don't think i've ever seen that i think hugh jackman had balls in his face and he's on a date with Halle berry who's got like a boobs on her head or something so again <laughs> i've never seen this film the first one the catch here we go has a scene where hugh jackman accidentally teabags a baby a later one, Superhero Speed Dating, involves Robin, Batman's sidekick, attending a speed dating event, chatting with Lois Lane, Supergirl, etc. If you'd been asked to produce a short segment, what would the Tofop-inspired related short you'd like to include? 
The teenagers couple, united by the love of messing with Charlie's bins. Two strangers that met at Will's show where they were the target of his crowd work. What's your name? What do you do? Thanks, Marius. Okay, so a sketch from the Tofop universe. Um, Two guys try and competently record a fucking podcast but get half an hour into a show and realise that he hasn't pressed the big fucking red button. I mean, the fact that there's a big button that literally says record on it (laughs) that lights up red would be a a good starting point for us. I think so many of the ideas that we've come up with over the years could be turned into good comedy sketches. Yeah, definitely. By by a competent comedy writer. (laughs) Someone who wants to do it. (laughs) All right. Uh, last one, two Colin Fop. This is oh, okay. What about okay. like yesterday style, mm-hmm. right? Like one day, like the world wakes up and there's these two guys, <laughs> and they've never heard of Tofop. The world's never heard of Tofop. Yeah, and but they remember all the episodes, all of the episodes of Tofop. Yeah, and then I don't know, Something wackiness is <laughs> Someone teabags someone. Hugh Jackman has balls on his face or something. <laughs> Two Colin Fop. Hey, Will and Charlie. In an episode you recorded around the time of the final season of Game of Thrones, Charlie Brief spoke about the negative reviews it was getting. Mm-hmm. You made a comment about how lately it seems people love being overly critical of just about everything. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've been noticing it as well. The new Lion King being a good example. Mm-hmm. I've noticed when I did people... hear that was shit, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've noticed when people told me how bad Game of Thrones The Lion King was, they seemed excited to be trash-talking yeah. it, like they're part of something. My theory is news outlets sensationalise a few negative comments on Twitter and the news story snowballs. The narrative around the TV show or movie then becomes about you agreeing with how bad it is rather than what you personally enjoyed or gained from it. You are now part of a global movement of shit-talking and feel connected to people. Mm. I think Will has previously spoken about this uh, about always being able to rate and review every experience you have. Do you think this is why people find it difficult to simply enjoy anything for what it is? I personally enjoyed both. We've got terrible taste. No, just kidding. We uh, have. We have a thanks to the years of content. We I have a friend Gatesy who yeah. um, who gets mentioned occasionally on this podcast who uh, doesn't watch previews for anything. Yeah, and I think that's part of that. I've certainly started watching things without reading reviews of them, um, and must admit that I have found that my level of what I think about something isn't always what everybody else thinks about it. And I'm so El Camino is a good example. Yeah. I loved it. I just thought it was like such a great extension of that universe of the Breaking Bad universe. Enjoyed every bit of it. It was kind of what I wanted to see. And then I kind of read a few other people going, Oh, well I didn't like this about it or it wasn't this or whatever. And I was like, I'm so glad that, I didn't know that any of that negative talk about it was out mm. there when I watched it because then I was able to just go, this is what I feel yeah. about this. And there is there is definitely that pile-on mentality on social media. Like I'm always surprised when sometimes like a shitty movie will trend, like a new John Travolta film. And it is you can sense that there's a bloodlust. It's like playground bullying. It's like let's pick on this thing that we all hate and memes will happen and all this kind of stuff. And people really relish in that. And I'm all, part of me is always like... But someone worked really hard on that. Like someone fucking wrote that script. Someone directed it. Someone edited. Someone probably worked with a budget that they, you know, made that budget go as far as they could. Someone really worked hard on it. And it's like, I understand that it's shit and you can just let it be shit. But it is the glee in which like attacking something like that. Hypothetical scenario then. Because what's that, what's the famous movie that uh, James Franco played the character? The Art of Disaster Art of the Room. Yeah. So The Room, right? Tofop becomes... The room. Right. Some celebrity hears this podcast, 
thinks it's hilarious, but not because because, we, because because of the reasons we want it to be hilarious. Thinks it's hilarious because of the level of incompetency, the fact that we can't even push the big red button that says record, and they embrace it ironically, and it becomes this thing that millennial, they say some cool young millennial or whatever the generation after millennials is starts making TikTok videos about TOEFOP that essentially are using us as the punchline, but we ironically become, you know, really successful off the back of people going, you've got to, people are suddenly having TOEFOP listening parties. <laughs> they come kind of dressed as our worst riffs. And they're like, you can't believe this. Listen to this. They, We're they have selling the microphones. out around the world. People want to just come out and do our bits and just laugh. And they all like do it back to us. They all parrot it. Yeah. Our bad jokes. Our bad jokes. They point the microphones in the opposite direction. I'd take that. Are you fine with that? I mean, are we, are you, are, is you, it are we fine with being... A joke. Ironically, yeah, embrace definitely because I don't think we've ever positioned ourselves as being like high-minded comedy. We are high-minded mindlessness. Yeah. So if you're say like uh, Rick Astley, right? Yeah. Is it? Oh, there you go. That's your battery power. Oh no, I we're know. not done yet. But we're almost done. So Rick, Ast we become the Rick Astley. Yeah. Like people start Rick rolling people, but with tofu. Yeah, yeah. So you think you're listening to a song or a bit of audio, and then just our ra random rambles come on, but it makes us much more famous popular. Makes us and popular. relevant. But yeah. we're a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's both of us, if it's just me, <laughs> as long as you get dragged down as well. Okay. Uh, let's wrap it up there. Yeah. All of you are getting sticker packs. Um, I feel bad for fucking up the first half hour of this show. Okay. So everyone's getting sticker pack because of my guilt. If you want to support the show, patreon.com uh, forward slash tofop is the best way to do that. You can also go to our YouTube channel, check out Lessons for Life, check out our Q&A videos, check out clips from the show. Mm. You can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter. If you want to send us a message, you can go to email tofop at gmail.com or you can go to tofop.com to check out all of our other great podcasts. Uh, we'll also be uh, coming out weekly and there's some really cool episodes uh, out at the moment and uh, I've got some huge stand-up news to announce at some stage. Maybe even by the time you're hearing this, I'll have some to announce, but uh, very soon, some big uh, stand-up plans. And next week, Rhythm and Flow. And Slash Succession. succession. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.